Society Sports Network production. Now to your host. Hello? Is this is this real life? It is us. We are back. Officially back. Not in the unofficial capacity. It is official. I am your host, Logan Stone, and welcome to the seventh inning. Stretch! Oh my gosh, it actually happened. Your camera didn't freeze up. It's For a what? miracle. Praise Jesus. Uh, hi, I am with... I, it's been so long, I haven't even had a co-host. Uh, Josh, how are you doing? Better than you, obviously. Yeah, it's it's been a while. We've been, we haven't been together. We've been off kilter, you know. I got injured, and then you uh, came in, and oh yeah, you were on vacation, and so I did an episode by myself, and then I went on kind of a vacation, kind of a reunion, and so you took over, by the way, but then I came in for just a little bit for uh, Randy Carricker, because obviously I had to come in whenever the famous people are in, that's how much of a swell guy i am but anyways that was a great interview by the way with randy character uh Dude, it was it was fantastic i encourage any of you who didn't get to see it even if you're not a st louis sports fan go check that one out um randy was fantastic he gave us 40 45 minutes on cardinal baseball and playoffs um where we talked about other teams and then he gave us a good 40 minutes on blues hockey so uh St. Louis fans and St. non-St. Louis fans and St. Louis fans alike. Great interview. Uh, Randy Character is a stand-up guy, and we appreciate him coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this is the seventh inning stretch. We got a new logo, uh, which we hadn't talked about. It's kind of new, but, I mean, it's been about a month old. Uh, but that being said, let's get into the hockey. I, just kidding. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, but anyways, yeah, um, we're going to talk about the Nolan Ryan, by, uh, documentary. Uh, I was kind of surprised by how little I knew about the great, uh, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Uh, people consider him top five, top 10. Um, people also consider him like just kind of not that great. And we'll talk about that. Why, uh, talk about why, um, but before we get into it, uh, I have some sad news, Josh. Josh and Josh, you probably are going to get angry for me for me bringing this up. But um, baseball has lost its way. I know, I know that we talk about the great J- Julio Rodriguez. Oh, I'm doing this because it really pisses me off. This is like I don't get offended easily. But I'm as offended as you did whenever I talked about Yadier Molina like this. Hold on, we're going to give like, you the full screen for this. <laughs> oh, you're going to not take any uh, any heat for this one? This well, is I don't know. We Baseball apparently has lost its way, um, apparently because uh, there's blue jerseys in the sport. Um, I don't know if Josh, you were able to watch this podcast, but uh, apparently I watched it yet. But uh, I, I caught in on a lot of what you guys were talking about with the conversation I read. Yeah. So, um, according to the Saggy Nuts podcast or the Sports Nuts podcast, as like they like to be called, 
they say that uh, baseball is uh, lost its way because we have blue jerseys. Um, so fuck off, Dodgers. Uh, fuck off, Yankees to a certain extent. Uh, fuck off, uh, Royals. Um, Cardinals and your weekend jerseys. Blue doesn't Blue Jays, Phillies. Yeah, Tampa Blue Jays, Bay. Phillies. Yeah, I mean, all these teams that just had the audacity. And anyways, um, I'm being a little bit sarcastic, but it was stupid because they were – I don't know what they were doing. They were complaining about how baseball lost its way. Um, they – what else did they say? Um Oh, they didn't like the standoffs. Uh, apparently, Luke Weaver and Robbie Way got into a standoff, I guess, last weekend. Yeah. Uh, and they did not like that. Why? They quoted and they said, why are you playing all these childish games? Um, Josh, who plays baseball? Well, the kids, the kids Let right the now, kids anybody play. between 19 and 43 years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? They grew up wanting to play baseball. And I, this is, this is angering to me because I don't, I don't get what you, what they wanted. Like how dare the players get into a goofy little thing uh, over the weekend. And look, they, I disagree with Josh, and he he claims to be pretty old school. But I think you don't even go this far. Like you, you kind of look like me to, in this uh, whole thing. Like compared to these guys, and that's saying something. And it's just so infuriating to me. Uh, like, like why, why, why do you care? You're really gonna be talk about how. Oh my gosh, baseball has lost its way because the San Diego Padres have these colorful uh, City Connect jerseys to help, you know, represent and connect with their uh, city that they are a part of. You have a problem with that? And they they went on a whole bunch of stupid rants. There are a whole bunch of old guys who just don't even like baseball, it seems, and they just want to bitch and moan. They just want to bitch and moan about the thing. And I guess they want to go back to like when uh, Limp Dick Frank uh, was playing back in 1893. And, you know, whenever they hit it, got a no hitter, they would shake hands and walk off the field. And that was it. No fun in baseball, by golly. Josh, uh, I know you didn't get to watch any of it, but uh, you heard, saw, I mean, the post that they made. Yeah. Uh, like, what do you think of this crap? I, I think the blue jerseys were more – I think they were taking shots of the team with the alternates, blue jerseys. Um, I think it was more of a shot at like, the Phillies, the Cardinals, the throwback stuff. They don't like – He particularly had a problem with the uh, Brewers' uh, pa- uh, yeah. baby blues. and I think I like they don't the like the adaptation of the different colors. I think they just like the traditional colors. See, so we're, I differ from these guys. I like the traditional game of baseball. I don't mind some of the things changing and adapting to the times. Yeah, we all know I'm not a big fan of the bat flips. I think it's a little bit – it's showing off, especially if it's not for like a walk-off. You know, walk-off, I can get it. But uh, you know, they don't like some of the antics. And, I, and I, I can understand their point on that. But we're talking about jerseys. We're talking about revenue. MLB has a problem right now. 
It's not the most popular pro sport in America. It's not even top two. Uh, so baseball needs to do what it needs to do to generate revenue and to generate fandom. And going with these new jerseys, these outside alternate looks, they're trying to bring more people to the game. And, and some of these, I'm going to call them old fogies because that's what they seem to be to me. Can't adapt to the times. They don't understand what it is. I think it's more or less um, kind of one of those get off my lawn situations. These guys feel like it's their game. It's their sport. It's what they grew up on. It's their tradition. It's their lives. And they don't like any adaptation or any change in it. Now, we've you and I have gone back and forth about rules and changes that are coming to the, to the league, um, which if you didn't catch our interview with Randy Carricker, go, go in and watch that because he had some interesting points. Even got me to think about something differently um, that I've been very staunch uh, against uh, to an extent. But um, these guys don't like any kind of change, anything fun. Uh, they, they're just so old school, and there's nothing wrong with innovation. They give it a shot. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, we can always get rid of the innovation. Um, yeah. But these guys just are – I would love to have them on, to be honest with you. I mean, the uh, oh, Sports Podcast, if you guys catch this, please come on. We'd love to have a conversation with you. We'll call it a friendly debate. Um, obviously yeah, not here to change it to not here to change anyone's minds, but just have a conversation and, and maybe see if we can find some kind of a middle ground. So this would be me challenging you guys to a uh, to a head to head two v two matchup. Yeah, us versus the wrinkly sagging a little bit more professional. <laughs> but I, I'm glad you brought up some, uh, something earlier. You said um, uh, something about it changing, uh, and I wish I. I don't have my notepad on, but uh, I was thinking about this earlier. Baseball, the thing that one of the things that makes baseball so beautiful is it's all constantly evolving. The game yesterday is not the same as it what is today, and it's not going to be the same tomorrow. Every day you're seeing something new that you haven't seen, maybe ever. I mean, we see we see things all the time. Um, and it's really cool. You know, back uh, – I'll use this as an example because you and I are both comic book fans, uh, comic book movie fans. Uh, you know, I grew up – I think you did too. We grew up on Adam West uh, reruns. We're not that old. Uh, but no, I watched them. Doing, yeah, doing the Batman's 1960s uh, TV show. And we liked it. We, yeah, we liked that as kids. But then we also, as we grew, we started also watching Michael Keaton, and that was a totally different thing. And then we still appreciated both, but um, yeah, and I so so it's the same thing. We appreciate right. baseball. I love about, what since you brought this up, I gotta ask because we haven't had this conversation. Okay, who's the best Batman? I think it's Bale. Well, I, I that's what I was gonna say. I think Christian Bale did best. I don't know. I think Ben Affleck, if he had had a better movie, he was the better Batman. I think, like if you're, because I yeah, I think closer to the comic books. But anyway, I'll say Clooney or Kilmer over Ben Affleck. Really? Oh Oh, yeah. I really like Ben Affleck. But uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, like you know, you and I, we love 
I mean, we love learning, uh, talking about the Gas House Gang. Uh, I Rogers Hornsby is one of my favorite players, and then your your favorite uh, era, the '80s, with you know Ozzy Smith, Willie McGee, cool. uh, Tom Herr. Which, by the way, uh, over the week I saw I went to the Cardinals uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, Natalie, you know I I. I I'm not even – I'm so angry at these peop, old people. I'm not even going to address you right now. But um, I went to the Cardinals Hall of Fame uh, and went to the 40th anniversary of the 1982 World Series. It was a pretty good uh, exhibit. Um, it was a little smaller than I was expecting, but, you know, we're used to it at, by this point. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's clowning on you. But uh, anyways, I, th- these old fucks, you know, I can't wait till they're in the nursing home uh, getting their diapers changed. Uh, yeah. But uh, if you haven't watched the Saggy Wrinkly Nuts podcast, um, check them out and then tell them to come on the BSN network. Saggy fucking old people. Anyways. Um, really to get them on if you're just going to insult them straight up the whole time. Oh, I told them I hate them all the time. As much as I can, I told them they need to come on and just because they were like, "You're a young punk, you asshole." They're like, "We don't listen to you because history's on our side." You see, Sonny, and I'm like, "You know what? I can't wait." That's going to be you when you're old. You know that, right? I'm not going to be old. I'm going to die at 35 years old. Um, That's not very long. So. I have 10 good years left in me. Um, anyways. You waste most of them behind a computer screen. So, like... Yes. Uh, anyways. There's no one else I'd rather be with than you. And I know. I'm all you got. Oh, gosh. Not you, Natalie. You're not a young punk asshole. Um, anyways. So... Like I said, I went up to St. Louis, and during the flight, I saw that they had the Nolan Ryan documentary, and I had heard that it had been really good. So I wanted to talk about it because I watched it, and it's actually a really great documentary. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, – and uh, Josh and I, you, were, you and I were talking – I'm sorry, I'm a little out of it today. You and I were talking earlier about uh, how little we actually knew about Nolan Ryan. Um, one of the things I didn't realize was he was a part of the 1969 Mets, uh, the Miracle Mets, um, a great team. Uh, uh, by all intents and pers- uh, purposes, he was relief pitcher um, and actually had a really bad career uh, with the Mets. Um, he did. He's an eight-time All-Star, two-time ERA title. title. He never won a Cy Young, which is uh, – Amazing to me uh, because he's he has seven no hitters, uh, two no hit hitters in a year. He's one of four uh, pitchers to do that, I believe. Uh, I don't know how many people did that, but uh, yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, it's very few. Um, he grew up uh, idolizing uh, Sandy Koufax, and he said one of the things that he wanted to do when he was a kid was become like really fast, like uh, Sandy Koufax, uh, or Velocity, 
uh, like Sandy. Um, so yeah, that it's really cool. Um, obviously he's known as one of the more wild pitchers. Um, he has 51 records, uh, as a pitcher. Um, uh, let's see. He has 5,714 career strikeouts, 215 career double digit strikeout games, seven career, no hitters, 12 career, one hitters tied with Bob Feller, 18 career, two hitters, 31 career, three, uh, three hitters, 15, 200 strikeout seasons, six, 300 strikeout seasons, six, uh, 0.5 career hits per nine innings, uh, 5.26 uh, single season hits per nine uh, innings. Back in 1972, lowest batting average allowed, uh, career minimum 1,500 innings, uh, 26 seasons with at least one win. Okay, that's weird. Uh, 2,795 career walks, 10 grand slams allowed. Uh, tied for most by a pitcher and 757 career stolen bases allowed. So he's, I mean, he's not all his records are not all his records are good records. Uh, <laughs> he's got the most walks and he's got the most grand slams uh, given by, uh, by a pitcher. But when you play that long and you face that well, many yeah. batters, you pitch that well, many innings, you're going to have some negative records too. But between exactly. two seasons, 73 and 74. He yeah. recorded 750 strikeouts. Yeah. In two seasons. Yeah. I mean, he played when he was 19 uh, in 1966 till he was 46 in 1993. I mean, Started that's. 63. Well, yeah. Yeah. You're right. He did. So, yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, no one plays 27 years. And obviously it was a different game back then where you came in earlier. You didn't really go to college to, and you didn't really um, develop in the minor leagues as much as you do now. Right. Uh, so, yeah, but I mean, it's just so amazing that he, he was able to, and he had high velocity. They were, I mean, uh, I'll get into this in a more into in a little bit, but they were saying that, you know, when he was in Houston, everyone was expecting his velocity to come down because he was getting in his thirties and he kept going up and up and up. And then whenever he went to Texas, the Rangers, they were expecting him to um, get his velocity down, but he was still throwing 108 miles an hour, which is what everyone says he got. Now it may be inflated just because everyone thinks, you know, but you know, they were saying, you know, by today's stand by a, if you put that in today's technology, he actually did throw in it 108. And I'm thinking, I don't know if that's possible, but, but Hey, I mean, Nolan Ryan was a freak. So, um, so yeah, I wanted to talk about this, uh, talk, uh, facing Nolan is on, uh, Netflix right now. Uh, very interesting documentary. Uh, started his career with the Mets, obviously won the World Series with them. Uh, they tried to make him a pitcher, and he just was not working out. Uh, he was just way too wild. Uh, they said he was more like the, the pitcher uh, Tim Robbins from uh, uh, Bull Durham. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, he was just so crazy. And uh, so – he went over to California and uh, the pitching coach over there 
just tweaked uh, a couple of things, it sounded like. And uh, he ended up being uh, top eight. Young. I mean, he led the uh, league in strikeouts that year uh, and also walks with 157 walks that year. Um, he led uh, the league in wild pitches that year also. Uh, so he was dominant, but he wasn't, you know, just super dominant. Uh, and then the next year, so uh, he breaks his first record, which is uh, in 1973, he gets uh, uh, 383 strikeouts, uh, which beats his idol, Sandy Koufax, which is a big deal. Uh, I believe he also uh, threw a no-hitter that. That was his first career uh, no-hitter. And uh, he got second uh, in the Cy Young voting. Which is so weird because uh, the guy who beat him was uh, <clears throat> it was uh, Jim Palmer, and Jim Palmer had a two forty ERA, whereas Nolan Ryan had a two eighty seven ERA. Um, Jim Palmer had uh, twenty two wins and nine losses. Uh, Nolan Ryan had twenty one and sixteen, and this was back in the day when ERA was, you know, the only stat they looked at. And they also only looked at uh, wins and losses. Uh, they considered that a big deal back in the day, too. Dude, that was a big uh, deal until 2015. Well, yeah. But I just mean they they really valued that um, okay. back in the – that was like if you didn't win, you know, you could have a .23 ERA, and if you didn't have one win, then you were just – garbage you know in like 300 innings or something and they like the innings and so i mean do you, i mean i'm looking at jim palmer's stats and yeah he was good but i think 383 strikeouts and a 287 era i mean in today's stats would you would you consider it or well that's there's, there's no question that's say yeah that's a yeah. shutdown pitcher. And in the way the league is right now, I mean, your pitchers are – pitchers are valued by the strikeouts thing. Like, you have yeah. pitchers that are strikeout pitchers, and you have pitchers like the Cardinals have that are fielding pitchers, where they pitch for the ground ball. They pitch for the ball to be in, in play. But then you have pitchers like Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins, who he's a strikeout-dominant pitcher. That's yeah. what he does. Uh, when yeah. Kershaw was in his prime, he was a strikeout pitcher. Um, if those guys were letting ground balls out, even if the team was turning double plays, you'd say something was wrong. Nolan Ryan was a strikeout pitcher. Yeah. I mean, he was strikeout or walk. And yeah, that's the way he was. He was strikeout or walk or grand slam. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, so it was just uh, interesting to me. Um, that he just never won a Cy Young. So, uh, yeah, so he, uh, 1973, he just becomes a big deal. Um, like, all of a sudden, the California Angels go from being basically the the laughing stock of the major of Major League Baseball and uh, to pretty cool team. And I believe he was on the same team as uh, Reggie Jackson at uh, one point during that time, if I remember correctly so i mean that's two big baseball guys um uh, anyway so in 79 his last uh 
his uh, last year with the Angels, uh, he and the owner got into a, a whole big to do about uh, getting paid because uh, the owner thought that um, Nolan Ryan should uh, take a discount uh, contract with the California Angels because they made him who he was. Um, and Nolan Ryan not wanting to be, you know, he's not one of those guys who's going to just take a discount just because he's he feels like he's owing someone something. Uh, he went over to Houston. He wanted to get close to home. Uh, apparently, another reason was he uh, one of his sons, I think it was, yeah, his oldest son, when he was a kid, uh, got hit by a car, lost a spleen, lost a kidney. Uh, he lived, and uh, so he decided to come closer to home. So uh, the reason why he went to Houston and Texas is because he uh, wanted to be closer to home. I never realized that. I always thought I was curious why he went to Houston, Texas. Uh, Houston did make him the first but, uh, million-dollar yeah. player, too. Yep, uh, first million-dollar player. Um, and, you know, big deal in the 80s because, you know, the Astrodome and the Astros are, are supposed to be, like, the next huge thing. Um, and apparently he and Pete Rose – became really fr uh, good friends after their careers. Uh, but during their careers, they would fight each other all the time and they would taunt each other in kind of a joking kind of serious way. And, um, and uh, in 1981, he had a career, he had a 1.69 uh, ERA, which led the league, but he also led the league in uh, walks. Uh <laughs> So, I you know mean, what the funny part was? What? So Ryan during his career had a twelve point four percent walk rate in the regular season. In his postseason career, he had a six point two walk rate. Dude was locked down in the playoffs. Yeah, but but he was wild thing in the regular season. He also uh, never had. No, hold on. Rephrase. He okay. only had one wild pitch in the playoffs, and he never hit a batter in the playoffs. Yeah. That's surprising because, I mean, he loved to hit batters. Uh, he said at some points it was just, if you looked at me the wrong way, I was going to hit you. And uh, I can't remember who the player was, um, but he said uh, if – you know, this guy got a hit off me on a pitch that he shouldn't have gotten a hit off. And so the next pitch, I uh, I beamed him right in the head. <laughs> is that Robin Ventura? No, it was um, – oh, my gosh. He was just at – he was at uh, Pujols' 700. Is it Dave Parker? There were a lot of guys there for that. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so I thought that was funny. Uh he got fourth place in Cy Young voting behind Fernando Valenzuela, uh, Valenzuela who had uh, a 25, 13-13 uh, uh, wins that year, uh, also behind Steve, uh, Tom Seaver and Steve Carlton. Um, no one had nearly as good of a ERA as him. 
Uh, Fernando Valenzuela had uh, more strikeouts than him, oddly enough, and more innings than him. And he also had eight shutouts, 11 complete games. So it's it's just weird how it seemed like they just didn't value him as much as anyone else. Um, well, you do the same thing over and over again, year in and year out. Yeah, and you're going to be repetitive. There's going to be a, there's going to be years where guys come out of the woodwork, or other guys just have years just as good as you, and they're going to flip it over to these other people because you can't just have the same guy winning year in and year out. It's like not to bring up hockey, but like who dominated hockey from the '80s and '90s and won basically every top player award? The great one. And Mario Lemieux. Those two guys dominated every statistical stat in the late from the late 70s through the early 90s. I mean, they won top goal scorer, top point getter every single year. And it was Gretzky way more than Lemieux, but it seemed like Lemieux was the only one up there with him. Yeah. I've never heard of Lemieux. I thought that was a Beauty and the Beast character. Mario Uh, Lemieux. Oh, Jesus. Is he the one who was a plumber before? Yeah, that's and yeah. And he used to, like, clean pipes by just jumping in them. It's and... me. It's a module. <laughs> I'm kidding. I still don't know who that guy is, but still. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, he's so dominant. I mean, he led the league in pitching or uh, strikeouts for, I mean, years and multiple years. Uh, got his last uh, career stri- uh, no-hitter in 92 when he was 45 years old. I think he's the oldest to ever do that. Yep. And, um, so, yeah, I, his whole career, um, obviously he's remembered for uh, Ventura. Um, he was talking about how – I think it – Hold on. He uh, when he was with the Astros, um, there was a he accidentally hit a guy, and uh, uh, oh my gosh, he accidentally hit a guy, and they came up and uh, charged the mound, and he wasn't prepared for that, and so he was kind of he was kind of taken aback that they uh, came at him. And so he said from that day on, whenever someone was charging, I was going to make sure I was ready. And so they cut back to uh, Ventura, and they said that that day, uh, the uh, during that series that they had been hitting uh, players on both sides, and they said, and the manager of the uh, – who was the White Sox, I think it was, right, that Ventura was on? I have to look it up. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, I think it was. Yeah, the manager of the White Sox said, "If you got, if you guys get hit uh, by Nolan Ryan, uh, charge the mound, and if you don't, you're going to get charged uh, fined five hundred dollars." So you can kind of see on the replay with that context. You see Robin, Vin, uh, you see Ventura. Uh, he gets hit. And he kind of stays right there and he kind of just, he's like, I really don't want to, I really don't want to charge the mound. And then obviously, you know, the big thing is uh, he charges the mound and Nolan Ryan bashes his face in and 
every Texan, you know, loves that. George Bush came on. He's like, that's Texans like to be known as that kind of a, those kind of people like, Hey, we're going to hit you. And then if you try to do something about it, we're going to beat the crap out of you for trying to do something about it. Robin Ventura was on the Chicago White Sox. You're correct. And Nolan Ryan got four or five shots on him before the benches ever got there. Just put him yeah. in that headlock and just boom, 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 boom. So I I kind of got those – I got kind of the two big things meshed together whenever he got hit in the face with the baseball and he was bleeding all over the jersey. Yeah. I thought I thought he that was from getting hit by the uh, – uh, Ventura, no. but that wasn't the case. Those are two separate in- incidences. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of something he's always remembered. Everybody who's anybody just remembers that. Um, going back like to one year difference between Ventura and Ryan at the time. Yeah. And no I mean, one and, and, and Ventura got his butt kicked. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I want to go back to the no header hitters real quick. Cause they were saying when he was, uh, when he got his third no hitter, no, the one that tied uh, that tied Sandy Koufax for most no hitters, he uh, they said that he had uh, bone chips in his elbow and he couldn't move his arm the day of the no hitter, and uh, he said by the time it started pitching, he was he was thinking, I, I guess I'm gonna have to I'm gonna be out for the rest of the season, and then he threw the no hitter and he thought. Well, I guess I'm okay now. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just amazing. And then his last no hitter, uh, number seven, he thought he he ha- he was having really bad back spasms, and he said I couldn't move my back. I mean, it was it was bad. It was like I couldn't sit, I couldn't stand. It was I was in constant pain. And he said he uh, turned over to his uh, manager, Bobby Valentine, uh, at the time, and he said, "Hey, this." Just so you know, this might be it. And and they go over to Bobby Valentine, and he goes, you know, I'm thinking, I have to warm up my one of my I have to warm up my bullpen, and it's not even the first like they haven't even gotten an out yet in the first inning. Like Nolan Ryan hasn't even thrown a pitch yet, and he said, I'm also thinking I'm gonna have to think of a uh, like what I have to say in a press conference where I say Nolan Ryan is done with his career. And he gets uh, no hitter number seven, oddly enough, and he plays for another two, three years, and it's just amazing. And uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about is um, his workout routine. I mean, you, I saw the like the they did a little bit of a montage. Did I mean it was pretty amazing what he was doing um especially back in the day because pitchers i mean there was kind of this weird thing that pitchers needed to rest their arms and if they didn't have any muscle and i don't know they they threw better and he i mean he swam all the time he ran he would uh ride his bike he would do uh constant workouts and uh he they said he did like three hours a day except for the day he uh the day before he pitched um which is pretty amazing. Just a workhorse. Um, it's a shame that he never played for, I mean, obviously he pay, played for the Mets and then uh, the Astros between 80 and 85 were somewhat good. Um, 
But it's a shame he didn't go to a real contender. I mean, just think about how awesome he would have been on the Cardinals or uh, not even the not the Yankees. Well, oh. I get. I was gonna say in the '80s they kind of sucked. That's the whole Hal Steinbrenner and the whole. That's but uh, uh, just that. I mean, just the idea of just going to one of those dominant teams, the Reds in the '70s or uh, the Phillies in the '80s, or the Mets uh, in the '80s. Yeah, the Mets in the Reds. '80s. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, if you've been on the Cardinals in the '80s, oh my god. Yeah, I. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We would be talking a lot more about Nolan Ryan. Uh, 82, but, 85, 86, 88. They would want all those. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. 87. 87. Stupid 87. And if, yeah, 85, he would have smashed the guy, uh, the umpire's face in, whatever that fucker's name, John Deckinger, or whatever his name is. Um, anyways, so yeah. Nolan Ryan facing Nolan on Netflix. Go watch that. Uh, it's a really great documentary. Um, so yeah, that's uh, about all I wanted to talk about with Nolan Ryan. Um, was there anything that you? I mean, you've seen like we we're both looking at a stat page. I mean, is there something that you see that you just surprised uh, that you didn't know before? You know, I knew he played for so long, but to see the records he was doing and the way he was pitching. <laughs> in his mid forties just blows my mind. Um, it, it's just unreal. I mean, nobody could do that nowadays. I mean, we're seeing Albert Pujols right now hit well, seven Oh two over the weekend. He hit seven Oh three tonight. He just, you know, topped Babe Ruth for RBIs. We're seeing Albert have this resurgence at 42. He said he's having his best hitting season since 2016. And, it just makes me think, you know, if Nolan Ryan took really took as good care of himself as it as it's portrayed and it sounds like he did, could Wainwright throw for another four or five years? Could Pujols swing the bat for another three or four years? Could Yachty play a couple more years? As a Cardinal fan, this is what's going through my head right now. I know you, I'm thinking think about oh, go back and think about that. If Yachty took as good of care of himself as Nolan did, Yachty's stats oh, okay, probably would yeah, have dropped yeah. off. The bat would have dropped off. You would. Sing a different tune. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, That's how so many guys? Are we, what about Randy Johnson, Kurt mm. Schilling, uh, Roger Clements? I mean, some of these guys who, when we were kids, retired or when we were young, or young teenagers retired and left the game who were so dominant. Well, Seeing speaking of – Ryan didn't look at the stats is just – Yeah. Well, speaking of Randy Johnson, Randy Johnson said, you know, I'm second all time in strikeouts and I, I'm behind him by a thousand yeah and that's just amazing like he has five thousand career strikeouts and you know bob gibson you know he's one of our favorites he dominated for years and he was not able to play as long as uh uh nolan ryan he and he i mean he's not even close he's got like three thousand three hundred strikeouts i believe something like that yeah uh and you know you think of the other dominant pitchers and it's just – it's not even a joke. And then, you know – or it's not even a contest. And then you see, you know, he has the most walks, and you're just like, oh, well, he wasn't completely dominant, but then he also was. And so it's like – it was this weird – it's just this weird thing. He's kind of a paradox of like, yeah, he's really great, but he's also – he wasn't 
it was just weird. He is Charlie Sheen in Major League in real life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that, that's the best way to describe Nolan Ryan's career. I mean, he was as good and as dominant as he yep. was wild and crazy. And, and that's the best way to sum yep. up Nolan Ryan. He's a legend. He will always be a legend. There will no, be never, in our lifetimes, never be somebody to do it as well as he has, or as well as he did, um, or set the records that he set. It's just never, we're never going to see it again. Yeah. And, so you know, we talk, Dave Winfield. Oh, my gosh, that was killing me. Dave Winfield. Um, But, yeah, we talk about, I mean, one of our favorite pitchers right now is uh, Justin Berlander, and he idolizes um, Nolan Ryan. And he says, you know, I want to play till I'm 45, 46, just like Nolan. And, I mean, he's taking his care of his body as much as he can. Uh, but he's still and he's probably going to win the Cy Young this year. Yeah, he is going to. I mean, I think it is basically over with now, unless Dylan Cease just figure, uh, like, get some love and appreciation. But I doubt just with how the White Sox have been doing, he's not going to get anything. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, he's probably the best pitcher in our generation, and he's not even close. Um, so, uh, yeah, it gave us a real uh, appreciation for Nolan Ryan. Uh, I wish Randy Johnson had been in there more. Uh, Roger Clemens, I wish he had been in there more. But for some reason, um, Craig Biggio was had his interview in the Astrodome, uh, Astrodome uh, which I was curious as to why he was uh, in there. But um, anyways, go watch it. Um, Josh, do you have a plug you want to do for us? It's been a while since we've done a plug. I mean, we got to show some love to our, our big sponsors out there. Let me get their information up here. So if uh, you don't know, you can check it out. Um, we're going to go with Row One Brand tonight. Row One Brand is fantastic. Tons of vintage artwork, coffee cups, T-shirts. And I got a T-shirt that I wear a lot of times on here. It's my white one with the throwback of the St. Louis Cardinals. Angry Bird, um, the real, the original Angry Bird before Angry Birds became a mobile video game and a cartoon. The Cardinals wore the Angry Birds. But anyways, uh, we're going to talk about Row One Brand. Anytime you go to Row One Brand's art gallery and you put in uh, Variety Sports or BSN, uh, man, what is the discount code again? It's VSP15. Wow, I forgot. We never changed it. It's the original from back when we were just a Variety Sports podcast. But anytime you go to their art gallery and get something out of their art gallery, when you go to check out, put in BSP15. That'll get you 15% off your art gallery purchase. Um, that does not include your T-shirts, your coffee mugs, but any of your, like, your tapestries, uh, canvases you want to put up on your wall, um, in your man cave, or if your dad likes something he wants to put in his office, your grandparents like something, or your uncle or your boss who's a big old-school sports fans. They don't just have baseball. They got football. NFL, they got college football. They got Can a little bit of everything. Old school. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> old school. Out there. You know what? We can send it to the Saggy Nuts podcast. As a, sorry for uh, being such old and decrepit and sad. Well, we could. We find something out there for them. But um, definitely check out Rowan Brand. Um, also, if you're looking for more like t shirts, they're a little more individualized or a little more customized to. Individual players, go check out In the Clutch. 
Um, when you go to In the Clutch, you get 10% off anything and everything you order with code Variety Sports at checkout. Um, so when we first hooked up within the clutch, I went up to look for shirts for Logan and I found one with Juan Soto. I found one with Trey Turner. I found me a Yadier Molina and Albert Pools and then Wainwright. Um, so lots of individualized stuff. Go check them out. They got stuff for all the different major sports as well. So check out in the clutch, 10% off, um, anything you order with code variety sports, go check out row one brand, um, VSP 15, 15% off anything that you order out of the art gallery for your man cave or gift for anybody for the holidays. With the holidays coming up, it is a good time to check those two uh, sponsors out. They will take good care of you with great product. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. I think we need to talk about playoff baseball real quick. Okay. Hold on. Before we do that, I wanted to talk about 700. Something you love. Something I wanted to so just not even a five minute conversation. You know it's gonna be long. that's a nah. I wanted to see who you thought for 40, 50 years. Because you know basically you just cut that whole thing you just say cut out. So I was saying that uh, we may not see um seven hundred by a player for uh 30, 40, 50 years, because uh, technically the last person who did it was Hank Garrett. Uh, and, yes, obviously Bonds, but he was helped and he cheated. It's tainted. Yeah, it's tainted. Tainted. Never mind. Um, could Judge do it? it? Well, I wanted, I wanted to see who did you think could do it. Uh, I, last week I was thinking, you know, I don't think Trout could do it because he's already 30 years old and he's getting injured a lot. But then he comes back and he missed like a month, two months of baseball, and he's already got 40 home runs this year. And he missed two months of baseball. And he's still like hitting home runs like it's easy. And so I think it's possible for him. Um, another number uh, name I was thinking of was uh, was Han Su- Juan Soto, not Han Solo, only because – only because he's 23 years old. Uh, he's already got – I think he's got 100 uh, home runs already. And so I think he's going to get a contract that gets him to 40 years old. So he's going to have the at-bats, I think, uh, okay. especially if he stays with the Padres. So that's that was my thought, uh, thought process on that one. Uh, Aaron Judge, maybe, but he's already 30 years old, and uh, he's – I think only got 150. No, he's got to have more than that. Hold on. Hold yeah, look on. It up. Look it up. Career home runs for Aaron Judge. He's got to have more than that. He's 219. Got there it is. 219. Oh, so he ain't going to get it. Never mind. Yeah. He ain't going to go on that kind of tear. He'd have to play till he's 45. Yeah. Um. Man, okay. I didn't realize he was out. I thought he had a lot more. So this is really a breakout home run season for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, he had 52, but the thing with him was he got injured, too, a lot. Um, see, health is huge in this, too. Yeah. I mean, you got to think, how much was Albert hurt between 2012 and 2021, and he still yeah. got the 700? Yeah. That yeah, means if, if the dude would have never left St. Louis, one, and two, he would have been a little bit more healthy – I guarantee you, we're not talking about 
700. We're talking about 800, 850. Yeah. And we're talking about passing Hank Aaron and RBIs. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he had been with a competitive team, that's what I mean. Um, I honestly, I've been, I've grown to appreciate that uh, he hit the home run in uh, Dodger Stadium. I was like, you know what? Because, and he, I mean, he even said in his press conference after, he said, you know, I, I like that it, it happened in Dodger Stadium because they gave, uh, they made me love the game again. And uh, so that made me, uh, I was like, you know what? That's cool. Which is uh, funny because if you watch, did you watch the ceremony on Sunday? Uh, I've watched a little bit of it. I got to the point where they uh, named a day after them by the man. Well, when he talked, he talked about how coming back to St. Louis rejuvenated his love and his appreciation for the game. Yeah. Um, so, I think probably L, the, the run in L.A. kind of started kind of itching him back yeah. for a lot of the game, but St. Louis really encompassed it for him. Of well, course, yeah. coming home was going to do that. Well, also, it was probably nostalgic for him, and, you know, that was the – I mean, it was competitive year in and year out. So, I mean, it's just – I'm sure he loved that. Uh, and it's fun to do that whenever you're winning. When you're with the Angels and you're losing, even though you're playing with Shohei Otani and um, Mike, Mike Trout, who's probably the best – other than pools right now, not right now, but uh, this generation, it's just, it's got to be hard on you mentally. Uh, like, so, why do I go to the park every day? I'm 35 years old. So, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know of anyone who, maybe Julio, maybe Rodriguez could do it. He's got a big yeah, he's contract. He's really, really young. We'll he's see really what happens young in his career. Uh, J-Ram. Cool. Dang it, I wish I didn't X out of that one. Because I, right. I – no, 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 it's my fault. I, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> random for you. I mean, there's plenty of guys who could do it, who are young, who are coming to the game. Um, I mean, there's plenty of prospects right now who are killing – He's got 192. And he's – what, yeah. how many years is he? Maybe Jordan Walker. Uh, I was thinking about the uh, uh, other kid, Moises. Oh, I can't Gomez. remember his last name. Is yeah. it Gomez? Moises Gomez. Yeah, I think that's who it is. He uh, led the um, AAA in home runs this year. I mean, could we see 700 again in our lifetime? There's a chance. I mean, I'm not going to say it can't happen. Um, the likelihood of it, probably not. But baseball right now is home run or strike out. And until they do something else to alter the balls again or they make another change in the bats, I mean, it's very possible we could see 700. Now, we'll probably be 55, 60. Before that happens, um, I'm saying you 55, me 60. <laughs> or I guess you 55, me 65. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's give a little update on the home run count. Albert's up to yeah. 703. Um, I predicted 705. I need two more, and he's got two more games. I also predicted he would get the, home, the RBI. He'd pass Babe Ruth through RBIs. He did that tonight as well. So two for two. Well, one for two on my way to two for two. Um, most importantly, I, per- I said he was going to get 700 home runs, and I said he was going to get the RBIs. So I- I'm I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now, my predictions, which means if I have one more of my preseason predictions comes true, that's triple crown for Josh, and I'm going to retire with my predictionary. I'm going to tell you I have the first episode of seventh inning stretch uh, queued up. 
uh, I'm going to watch it probably on Wednesday, and I'm going to see how fucking far off we were. <laughs> it's probably going to be horrible. Uh, I'm telling you, this is the only thing I got right. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, because we were wrong I, about the Yankees. Yeah, because we thought they were going to be in fourth place. Um, I was right about the Giants. Because I said the Giants were going to be yeah. lost without Buster Posey. Oh, that's right. Which, honestly, to a month and a half into the season, I thought I was dead wrong. Um, I think I was half right, half wrong about the White Sox. I think I said I said they weren't going to have any depth because they were injury prone and they had the worst uh, minor league people. system. And but then I I think I had them in the playoffs just because the central was so weak. Yeah. So I think I you th- said Cleveland could possibly win. No, you said Detroit. Oh I yeah, because I had I had the, I had the uh, Tigers as a dark horse right there. Um, I had Seattle in the AL West. I think we both had the Dodgers in the in the NL West. Oh, I, I thought think, the I thought the Astros were gonna have a fumble that or gonna fall both. off because they were going down too. It seemed we're like wrong but, there. Yeah. Uh, and then I can't remember who we had in the NL East. I can't remember if we had the Mets or I th- I'm sure we had the Mets. I think we had the Mets. I think I we think. had the Mets. So we're not gonna be too far off on that because they're gonna make the playoffs. But uh, yeah. It's going to be weird. Um, yeah. it's been we should totally year. do that after the World Series. We should go yeah. get all our predictions off of episode, the first episode of the season, and we should um, check ourselves. Yeah. Just for credibility re- reasons. But let's talk about these playoffs real quick. Oh, wait. I wanted to talk about my mom. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. So I, I, I put in if 2022 postseason started today. I hope this is today's. Thing today's predictions. Um, do you have the Mets at number two seed? Uh, no, Atlanta's right now. Okay, so this uh, isn't this isn't as of today. This must have been as a couple days ago. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so mad. It's all kinds of screwed up. Um, right now, the number one seed is the Dodgers. Uh, Number two is the Braves. Uh, Number three is the Cardinals. Number four is the uh, Mets. Number five is the Padres. And number six right now is the Phillies. Uh, That's the National League. Um, So right now, it would be in the first round in the wild card series, it would be the Cardinals and Phillies right now, and then the uh, it would be the Mets and the Padres facing off. Um, I found the right bracket. <laughs> did you find it? I found it, found it, yeah. Good, because that was off the top of my head, and I was screwed for the uh, so, AL. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> it would be uh, Phillies in St. Louis for the wild card, Padres in New York for the wild card on the NL, Atlanta and L.A. get the bye. In the uh, AL, it would be the Rays at the Indians, which – We'll do a prediction show, I'm sure, on Wednesday. So we're not going to go there. Uh, we're looking at Seattle wait, and Toronto. The, wait, Braves at the where? No, Rays at the – I'm sorry, the Guardians. Oh, Rays. I think it's – Rays at the said, Guardians. I, I the believe Braves. I said that um, Seattle in Toronto for the first round, and then the Yanks and the Strohs get a bye. So yeah. – I mean, we could see wanna... two divisional matchups in the AL. 
if Tampa Bay beats Cleveland, they play the Yankees in the next round. And if Seattle beats Toronto, they play Houston. So in the divisional round, we may actually see division rivals play each other in the AL on both. Um, that could happen in the NL as well because if the Phillies top the Cardinals, they'll play Atlanta. And if the Padres top the Mets, they'll play the Dodgers. So obviously this is as of, all, as of today. There's still a few more games to be played. Positioning could be jockeyed around a little bit. Um, I don't know if Milwaukee won tonight or not. If they lost, they're out. That's over and that. NL has been decided. Uh, uh, I need to stop using my computer on this. Um, well, yeah, like let's talk about that because the Phillies are playing the Astros. Right. <laughs> the Astros don't need it. God bless you, sir. Oh, man. God bless you. Um, yeah, sorry. Thank you. Um, and then the Brewers are playing the Diamondbacks. So the Brewers should win. And should have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, it, they. I think they have to sweep the Diamondbacks. And then the Phillies need to lose two of three. Uh, yeah. Or because something. the Phillies were up by two games on them. But honestly, with I mean, I was watching the uh, Brewers and Marlins game uh, the last couple of days. They are lost. They are. They have no fire in them. I was thinking – I was looking at Craig Council, and he was just like – he was just lost too. He was like, I don't even know what to do. I was thinking if I was the manager, I would just start getting angry. I would start throwing shit. I'd be like – I I mean, I would. I would I would think this is like we got to get them to rally about, around something. And I would just say, hey, you guys want to you wanna sit on your asses all this time or you guys want to actually win it? Like I would just try to do something to – I would honestly, if I would tell one of my pitchers, I would say, "Hey, I want you to beam this guy right in the like shoulder or something, or in the ribs, and just start a brawl or something, just to get something going, like how they used to do in the old days." But I, I mean, they just look lost. And I tried to get Lily Schumacher in, but she's too good for us, um, man, to talk about the Brewers. She might just be busy. Nah, she's not busy. Um, so, yeah, it's just, I mean, I honestly think with how bad the Phillies have been playing, uh, I think the Brewers have just been playing worse. You know, uh, right? we can say this again real quick before we move on from this, but the Josh Hader trade broke the Brewers. Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, it broke their locker room so badly Yeah, that the team just – Self-imploded. And then it didn't help that the Cardinals came out and were the best team in baseball in August. Well, so yeah. the Brewers fall apart. The Cardinals find their 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 rhythm, and it just whoop, flipped off. Well, I mean, you look at what the Cardinals did. They didn't make major moves. I mean, Quintana and Montgomery were not like – They didn't give up anybody huge. They weren't they blockbuster trades. Nope. And, I mean, the Brewers didn't have to do much. I mean, they, and they got rid of Hader, which is uh, – it's not – I mean, it's not the smartest thing. Um, well, because he hasn't done much since he went to San Diego either. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's found it. I mean, the Padres right now are doing really well, uh, oh, apparently. Uh, I think in the last nine games, Juan Soto has like four home runs or something, and now 
Well, the I, last nine games, Al Pujols has first four home runs, too. <laughs> yeah, well, anyways. Listen, don't rub salt in this wound, okay? I have to, because my, my guy's heart. better than yours. Oh, man. Oh, Cardinals Chronicles. I'm going to – I may have to take my shirt off on Wednesday. Don't do that. Um, You're going to kill our viewership. <laughs> but uh, we uh, – <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry, I started thinking about it because they started – they made the announcement that they were going after big shortstops. I was like, Yes. Namely one. Um, where was I? Anyways, the Brewers, I mean, the Diamondbacks, they like playing spoiler. I mean, they play spoiler basically all year, every year. Um, so I kind of I kind of expect the Brewers to lose it. Um, uh, Braves lost. Uh, the the uh, Mets game got postponed. Uh, you man, that's how right time these games are getting postponed. Yeah, right. And it's the Nationals too, so it's like you need, like, you don't have to make it up. I mean, you have to make it up because even though it's the Nationals, because you have to figure out what place you are in the the uh, division. Um, but the Braves lost. Uh, Brewers are losing two one. Um, to the Diamondbacks as of right now, in the top of the seventh. Um, and the Phillies are winning over the Astros. I think the Astros are just going to not give it to the uh, Phillies, but they're not going to be putting out their A-list teams. Oh, God, no, look what the Cardinals did tonight. Yeah. I, they started Quintana. He went three scoreless, beautiful inning, 38 pitches. Then they put Michaelis in. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I There's a change that I do not like, and that's they're not on, uh they're doing the they don't do the September call-ups anymore. September call-ups anymore. Where you just, you know, you can add all 40 of your 40 man roster, uh, bring them up to the big leagues. Uh, you can only do 29, I believe it is now, maybe 28. Um, I hate that. Uh, but I understand why they stopped doing it because owners realized that fans were not going to games just to watch the triple-A team play. They wanted to – so, um, but I also hate it because I want – because I, to me, I think it makes the playoffs more interesting whenever you have all these guys rested the last series. Like the Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Quintana, and some of these other guys should not be pitching or playing. It Albert Pools even. To no, Albert Pools needs to keep playing. Oh well, yeah. I guess he. I guess. He, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. I forget. I I forget it's his last year. <laughs> he needs um, every plate appearance he can get, not just for the sake of, of hitting more RBI. It's over at this point. He's gotten everything he's going to get. I'm fine with where he's at. But to keep that bat hot, to keep his yeah. eyes hot, dude. Okay, hold on. We're going to say something real quick. Did yeah. you realize since the All Star break, he's hit off of righties at 280. He's gotten. Eight home runs and 28 RBIs. It's been about the same time when I told you I don't want him playing against righties. Listen, you're welcome for uh, that jinx right there. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you got to have more faith sometimes. It's not that I didn't have faith. I He had a 175 batting average at the beginning of the year, and then I, I didn't know that he was going to turn into 2005 Albert Pools. 
hey, when a man says I found what was wrong and I've got it fixed, you listen to it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. So I, let like like let's do a quick predictions. Do we think it's the Phillies or the Brewers right now? Phillies. Okay. Uh. Okay. Let's do Phillies versus Cardinals. Who wins? Cardinals. Yeah, I think so too. Um. Uh. Let's see. Uh. Padres versus Mets. Who wins that? Mets. Really? I think it's the Padres just because they're the hot team right now. So I say Mets, and this this is my problem. I say Mets because they are the better overall team. Yeah. But I would not be shocked. Yeah. If the Padres pull this one out, like it would not, it wouldn't ruin my day. It wouldn't blow my mind. It would not. It would not be like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. Um, Like you know when the Falcons blew a twenty-eight-three lead in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady, and they came back, and Patriots came back and won. Not that kind of astounding. It wouldn't blow my mind by any means. That's a top five Super Bowl, right? Mm, not really. Really? You don't think that? Top 10? I mean, I, I love that Super Bowl. Um, that's one of the only Super Bowls I rewatched. That and the Giants versus uh, Patriots. Those two are in my top five. The 99 Rams Super Bowls are in my top five. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, the but anyways, uh, yeah, I kind of had – I kind of had the Padres, or I had the Padres winning it, but yeah, like you said, like it's it's kind of a toss up to me. I think it depends Scherzer, on like Scherzer, Scherzer and Degrom show up. Yeah, Scherzer. I mean, yeah, they're they're kind of the X factors right now. Um, so it would be Cardinals versus Braves right now. Who do you have? It's this one is going to be a lot more interesting because they're kind of at the same level right now. Right. I I'm going to give the edge to the Cardinals, and here's why. We have two new pitching additions that we didn't have the last two times we played the Braves, and our bats are good right now. Well, the uh, last time we played the Braves, we uh, we won two of three. Right, but we weren't gelling. We were hot, yeah. cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. Right now the yeah. team's playing consistent baseball. Yeah. Um, so I would give it to the Cardinals in seven, in six. They'd have to do it in six. Yeah. No, this is a best of five. This oh, is the best DS. of five. I forgot it was a five-game series. Uh, they'd probably be five. They'd probably be in five then. Man, I think if Strider wasn't injured, I'd give the edge to the Braves. But the Strider is injured, and and it, I mean, yeah, they just beat the Mets. But I mean, that was is that's kind of like one of those things. Is like he. The Braves are they lukewarm or are they hot to Braves or to Mets? You know, cold team or a warm team. So I, I think division rivals. Yeah, in division rivals. Off, it's a little bit. And they, uh, and they needed it more than the Mets did. Uh, I mean, the Mets needed it, but uh, so you have Mets versus Dodgers. I have the Padres versus Dodgers. Who do you got there? Dodgers. Yeah, I think it's Dodgers. Um, and then it would be Dodgers and Cardinals in the CS. Who do you got there? Cardinals. Really? Yeah. Here's my thing. Dodgers are cold. If the Cardinals get out of the first two rounds, at that point there's going to be such a fire 
with the team to make sure they go the distance to get Yachty and, and Albert that World Series. And, and I'll be honest with you, I think Wayno's done at the end of the year. I think. Hold on, let me let me explain okay. it. You at least explain no, no, no. my reasoning. The original plan was for Wayno and Yachty to go out together, correct? Yeah. Okay. That's all of a sudden, Albert. All of a sudden, Albert comes back, and Wayno kind of backpedals and say, "Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't say I was going to be done." Da 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 da. I think because of the character that Adam Wainwright has, he didn't want to take away from what. Albert and Yachty were going to have, and he knew the three big boys going out at the same time was going to be really, really hard on the city, and there was going to be a lot of emotion, a lot of distraction. So I think he pulled back and said, ah, I don't know what's going to happen. Now, if this year, if he would have been 16 and 8, you know, and his ERA was three and a half, and he wasn't dealing with dead arm right now, maybe he comes back for another season. But I think because of the kind of character he is and the love he has for Yachty and the love he has for Albert, I think he wanted to make sure they got it because I don't think he ever plans on leaving St. Louis. Yeah. I think he's going to be a St. Louis icon for the rest of his life. He knows he knows Yachty's going back home. He knows Albert's probably going back out to L.A. He's going to be here. He's going to get his accolades. They will probably – if he retires in the offseason, he will have a huge – and I mean – huge celebration of his career on opening day next yeah. year in Bush Stadium. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. With what he's going through right now, if the arm can't get right by December or January, I think he retires and he gets all of his accolades on his own. He just didn't want to be a, become more of a distraction from Yachty and Albert. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I Part of me thinks that he's going to come back next year just because he has something to prove. And I think he he's grown to appreciate kind of the off-field stuff. I think maybe what's more realistic is he comes back for one one game opening day for the Cardinals, uh, and then he retires after that. Basically. I think if he starts and finishes, I don't yeah, see him day, doing one game. Have you have your moment? Yeah, I think he either he either comes back yeah. for the whole thing or he don't. Come. That's another thing. This is the thing I think about the uh, Dodgers and Cardinals uh, and the CS. I think the Dodgers are going to get weak. Uh, they're going to have the ser- they're going to have a series of rest, and they're going to get kind of fatigued. I think, and um, I think they're going to plow through the Padres pretty easily. In my opinion, I, that's what I think. I think, I think they beat them in five, and I think it's going. I think the Braves and the Cardinals series is going to go down to seven. And we've seen this with teams where if they get finished with the series early and they kind of get complacent and they start getting like wound up. And then by the time they get to the championship series or the world series, they just kind of choke. And I think the Cardinals have a, I think the Cardinals, if they make it this far, they have an advantage over the Dodgers, even though the Dodgers are the best team in the league right now. No question. Um, so I, I kind of give the oh, card. Do you think the Dodgers are better than Houston? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really? They're more of an all – like, they just – they're well-rounded everywhere. Okay, I agree with you on that. But I think Houston's got better pitching, and pitching wins World Series in the playoffs. Well, yeah, most definitely. But I, I the thing is, is 
they have like the all-star team. They have Freddie Freeman, who's proven in the playoffs. Trey Turner, who does well in the playoffs. Um, all these other guys, Mookie Betts, he lives for the playoffs. Um, and it's not like they're, it's their first, they, this is like their regular season. Yeah. Everything leading up to this was just like, oh, this Pretty is just deep. training. This is practice, not a game. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I think, I think the Dodgers just have it over Houston. Um, let's go over to the AL side, uh, Tampa Bay versus, uh, Guardians. Who do you got there? Tampa. Oh I'm man, that's Tampa. hard. That's hard for me. That's hard for me. That's that's a toss up. I know, and here's why: because if Cleveland was in the AL East, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. Well, yeah, Baltimore they, would be. Yeah, it. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay, I guess. Uh, Mariners or Blue Jays? This is the tough one for me. Yeah, this is the toughest pick for me out of the both sides of the bracket. Um, I took Toronto to go to the World Series at the beginning of the year. I think they, they, they ain't got the team. Uh, I think it'd be more fun to see Seattle. Yeah. I think it's going to be the Blue Jays purely because they're going to have home field advantage for one, games one and two, and the Mariners are such a young team and inexperienced that they are going to be just shocked by how loud Rogers Center is. Hey, in Toronto. Team, in, the, in the first round, the home team gets all three games. Oh, that's right. So yeah, all three rounds or all three games are in Toronto. There, yeah. I think, I think it's going to be a two-game sweep. Honestly, I love the Mariners. I've been high on them all year. Julio Rodriguez, Rookie of the Year, but I, I, I think it's not even. I think it's going to be just too much for the Mariners. I hope I'm wrong because I love the Mariners. Uh, Tampa Bay versus Yankees. Who wins that? Yanks. Okay. Yeah, I got the Yankees too. Uh, Tampa Bay, they typically figure it out, but I think the Yankees... They're good against they're getting, the Yankees, though. The Yankees, the scary thing about the Yankees is they're getting their team back. They're getting yeah. Matt Carpenter back. They're getting John Carlos Stanton back. They're getting... Uh, Harrison Bader's playing Har- Harrison Bader, he's who's doing really well for the Yankees. It angers me to no end that he's doing well. That when he's like, healthy, he plays well. I yeah yeah. It just yeah, he plays like he's Hank Aaron, and it's like, dude, come on. Uh, oh my gosh, it's a stupid hair. Uh, Blue Jays and Astros. I, I have Astros. Yeah. Um, Yankees and Astros, who goes to the only team I hate more than the Yankees. Really? See, for the reasons I said the Yankees were going to win uh, the Tampa Bay series is the reason why I think they're going to beat the Astros. I think the Astros pitching is just – They're going to shock the Astros. I think Pissed off at the Astros. Also, that is true. They are really good, but I think the I think the Yankees are going to have this anger against with them or uh, against the Astros, and they're going to have a lot of fresh guys uh, coming off the IL, and I think that's going to hurt the Astros. So uh, I have uh, Cardinals and Yankees in the World Series, and you have Astros and Cardinals in the World Series. Uh, I'm going to go first. I think the Yankees. 
Jojo Romero just walked in the game winning run. It's whatever. It, it, yeah, I haven't paid attention to the last. I paid attention to Friday and I paid attention to Sunday, and I didn't even care about the result. At this at this point, it's just it's whatever. Who cares? Um, who do you have winning the World Series? Who'd you have? I had the Yankees being the Cardinals. I had the Cardinals being the Yankees. I thought you had the Astros. Oh, well, oh, yeah, okay, rephrase. If the Cardinals are playing the Yankees, I have the Cardinals beat the Yankees. Um, rally scroll, baby. I'm going to stick with the Cardinals. Wow. I, I would love that, obviously. for And it's, it, it hurts me because I, I've been saying the whole – ever since the uh, – trade deadline the Cardinals were going to win the World Series and uh I kind of have the Yankees I I like the Yankees right now if for you some want the reason. shocker what Cardinals do it in six I hope they do it in five I'd rather win it. I'd rather win at Bush yeah <laughs> well and sit they're going to be in the Astros at uh in six no, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I would want them to do it in five. I forgot baseball changed there. It's two, three, two. My fault. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Cardinals, Yankees, Astros in the World Series. Obviously, this is going to happen. Uh, You're going to speak it into existence. Josh, do you have any words of wisdom to say before we leave? Today was only Monday. If it was a tough day for you, chin up. Rock and roll. Playoff baseball starts this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It's the most exciting time of the year. We got NFL regular season. We got yeah. hockey season starting up in the next oh. – well, actually, hockey season starts this weekend with games in Prague. Um, you got playoff baseball happening. Wild card round going to be nuts. New format. Uh, it's oh. This is the best. The next 10 days is the best times of the sporting year if you're a sports fan. Not if you're a baseball fan, not if you're a football fan, but if you're a sports fan, it is constant, nonstop content for you to enjoy, bring into your brain, bring into your eyeballs, and just feast. Yeah. And we're going to have to set up, enjoy your week. Don't worry about Mondays. Mondays suck for everybody. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a fun uh, month of baseball, football, hockey, basketball. Okay, maybe not basketball. Uh for the VSN family. So uh, we're going to have watch alongs. We're going to have our guys from the BSing sports podcast. Come on. Uh, they're going to watch along uh, with the Cardinals and Phillies uh, playoffs. If uh, that happens, wild card series, if that happens. Um, so yeah, we're going to have some fun. Uh, we're going to have probably once every other day recaps. So, and also if you haven't been watching the football uh, talking the gridiron, with uh, our guys, uh, Jimmy and uh, Darren Nico, and Darren. Tyler and all, Nico, um, you're missing out. That's It's the best fucking show. Uh, makes me want to be better at my job, as proven by this episode. <laughs> Where he was no better. No. He was very rusty. Uh, it's been rusty. And uh, so, yeah, those guys are the best fucking uh, 
football podcast on the planet. Uh, Pat McAfee, you're a good punter, but hey, I love no, Pat. I do love I do love Pat too. Uh, it's Pat. Um, anyways, uh, live long watching day of baseball. Josh hit that sick beat. <laughs>